This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I want to read something from Numbers 23. Numbers 23 is still going the same direction that I've been going for a while. Numbers 23. And there is something to learn from this wonderful story of these prophets. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, Balaam said to Balak, Build me here seven authors, that's verse 1, and uh, prepare me seven oxen and seven rams. And Balak did, Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. And Balak said unto, or Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by thy burnt offering, and we go peradventure. The Lord will grant me, the Lord will meet with me, and whatever he showeth me, I will tell thee. And he went unto a high place, and God met. Balaam and said to him, I have prepared, he said to God, I have prepared, I have offered upon every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return and unto Balak, and thou shalt speak. And return, and he stood by sacrifice, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his parable and he said, Balak, the king of Moab, had brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse me, Jacob, and come, defy Israel. How shall I cause whom the Lord has not caused? How shall I defy the one that the Lord has not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lord, the people shall dwell alone. They shall not be reckoned among the, the nations. That means they are in the class of their own. Who shall count the dust of Jacob and number the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like his. And Balak said to Balaam, What hast thou done? I took thee to curse my enemies, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. And he answered and he said, Must I take it to speak? Must I not take it to speak that which the Lord has put in my mouth? And Balak said to him, Come, I pray thee, unto another place, from where thou mayest see them, thou shalt see but the uttermost part of them, and shall not see them all. Cause me them from thence. And he brought him unto the field of Zophim, verse 15. And he said, Balak, stand there by thy burnt offering. I will meet the Lord yonder. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in, my, in his mouth and said, Go again to Balak and say, When he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering and the prince of Moab, verse 18. And he took up his parable and he said, Rise, Balak, heard Akin, the son of Zeppo, God is not a man that should lie. Neither is the son of man that should repent. As he spoken, he will not fulfill it. As he said, he will not make it go. Behold, I have received a commandment to bless. And he had blessed and I cannot reverse it. He had not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. The, the Lord God is with him and the shout of the king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt and he had as it were the strength of unicorn. Surely 
there is no enchantment against Jacob and there is no divination against Israel according to this time of life it shall be said in Israel what are the Lord wrath but the people shall rise up as a great lion and lift up itself as a young lion and shall not lie down until it eats of his prey and drink the blood of the same and Balak said to Balak, neither curse them nor bless them at all. Hallelujah. This is a very <laughs> wonderful story. A king, a frustrated king, and a deranged prophet. <laughs> Amen. But it is, the story itself is sweet. God is awesome. But there's something we just want to take from this story. Talking about Adamic power. And what God has given to man. Remember, in between, he said, God is not a man that should lie. He is not the son of man that should repent. Whatever he says, he stands by his word. He stands by whatever he says. So in the beginning, I will be talking about making decrees. We'll be talking about the father. Remember where we're coming from. And we, we continue yesterday on the island. God will not speak to your mouth in. God will give you a word and you will address your mountain. Jesus said in Mark 11, 23, whosoever shall say to this mountain, not whosoever God will say to his mountain. And I said, God will not part your Red Sea. Exodus 14, he said to Moses, tell them to go forward. You take your rod and divide the sea. The rod in New Testament is the word of God in your mouth. And it is that word that divides sea, not God dividing the sea. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. In Numbers 20, God said to Moses, when they needed water, he said, you go and speak to the rock, and water will come out of the rock. God did not bring water out of the rock until Moses spoke to the rock. And I started explaining that God loves to stick by the initial arrangements. So we read in Genesis 3, 19, the Bible says, God brought every animal to Adam to see whatever name Adam will call them, and whatever name Adam called them, that was their name. So God never named any animal. Adam named all animals. Why is God doing this? Because when he created man, Genesis 1, 26, he said, let us make man our own image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every creeping thing. Then he said to man and woman, be fruitful, multiply, replenish their subdue and add dominion. And the garden he put Adam, he put Adam in absolute control of the garden. Now man lost it. But redemption has brought this back and you must understand that this is God's pattern. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> There are certain things that we need to say repeatedly until it stays here. Oh Lord, rebuke the devil. It's unscriptural. Angel Michael, like Angel Michael, said that to Lucifer in Jude chapter 1. You are not Archangel Michael. God will not listen to you saying, Lord, he has said, you resist the devil. That's scripture. And he will flee from you. Hallelujah. So you cannot ask God to do what he has said you should do. When we understand this, your faith will become active and you will be a better Christian than those who don't know. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So there are mountains in people's life and they are expecting God to address the mountain. He will not do it. Are you hearing me? As we pray, we'll receive a word from God. Once you have gotten a word from God, you are the one that will use that word to address your situation. So the greatest prophets over your life is yourself. The anointing of God is in your mouth and the word of God is in you and that word must be spoken out. I get what I'm saying. One major lesson from this story that we just read. You would have thought and it shows how orderly our God is. If Balak was hired by Balak to curse Israel, honestly, it wouldn't have meant anything to God by saying, okay, say whatever you like against Israel on that mountain, it will not come to pass. But that is not God. Because the gift of God are irrevocable. Balak was anointed. If he was allowed to curse, it might have come to pass. So God did not say, say whatever you like, it will not happen. God rather turned his word to blessing. Does it mean that God records with the word you, spoke, you speak regularly? Yes. Matthew 13 says that you shall give account of every idle word. And remember, we also read in Daniel 10, 12, the angel said that I have come because of thy words. What's that saints don't speak? Why? The saints don't make declaration. Why the saints don't speak words? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. After resurrection in John 20. And this is, it gets interesting. This is, oh, dear Lord Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is an army rising up. In offices, people will make a decree and it will be established. Everyone is looking for such. Not weak children. Running elder scatter, looking for somebody to pray for them when the Holy Ghost dwells in them. Are you, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Those who will say in their house, Satan, that is enough. And he hears. He has no choice but to hear because Jesus died and he rose again. And he conquered Satan. Glory to God. That's what the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And I explained to you briefly on Sunday, there are five worlds under the earth. And you have to understand, even in those five realms, the name Jesus is that name that causes every knee to bow. So the Bible said that he went to pray to spirits in prison, and I explained that on Sunday. Because they were trying to stop this from coming. So the angels, oh, are you with me? The Bible said the angels that left their former estates, Hebrew, Jude 1, he has kept in chain, reserved in darkness unto the time of the end. That's what we have in Revelation 18 and so forth, when Apollo will lose those angels again that are bound in the river process, actually somewhere under the ground. But you see, they're what is called Tartarus. I've explained that to you before, you remember. Now the angels are bound there. Those were the angels in Genesis chapter 6 that came down to sleep with women to defy the seed of God in man. And the reason why them to do that was to stop the result from understand this because you, need, you will need to know this for, for how to be able to 
have, have a full comprehension of what I'm sharing. Because I will talk in a while, maybe not today, about a damning power. And how Jesus defeated the devil. So on that cross, he was stripped of all divinity. That was the only time that death would catch up with him. Something was going on. And when we understand, we understand what has been restored to humanity. Then that will enable you to stand with authority in the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So the purpose why that intercourse took place in Genesis chapter 6 to get to a point where there, was, there wouldn't be a pure man again. If there was no pure mortal man again, then Christ wouldn't be able to come. Because the Bible says Hebrews 2, he did not give help to angels. He must come as 100% man. Because the Adam that fell that God must restore, Jesus must be like him. So with a seed, not without the seed of a man, but from the womb of a woman. Because the only way to enter the world legally is through the womb of a woman. He had to do the same thing. Hallelujah. But when those angels did that, God quickly separated Lot and wiped up the entire world then. So that a new race will be created, so that Messiah will still be able to come. So when he came, that word going to pray to prisons, to, to a spirit in prison, he actually went to announce to the angels that what to try to prevent has happened. Glory to God. So now we are here in Christ and the authority is restored. And then this authority must be demonstrated. And the understanding that fuels it is to know that New Testament, just like we read in Mark chapter 16, verse 20, God working with them, performing signs and wonders, or confirming his word with signs and wonders. So in New Testament, God does not work outside of you. He works through you and in you. So after the resurrection, the first thing Jesus said to them in John 20, 21, he said, receive. The Bible says, he breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Ghost. And he said, anyone sin that you forgive. Does that mean it is no more God that determines who is forgiven and who is not forgiven? Jesus said so. He said, if you forgive anybody, ah, I need, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. There's some things that are looking at me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. True knowledge of what God's word puts confidence in you. It gives you authority over life. You are full of joy no matter what is going on. Because you are conscious of the fact that greater is it that is in you than the one that is in the world. From the time before I got born again, when I used to drink those eggs and those candles and the rest, till today. I have never gone for deliverance session once. The knowledge of God's word is full of power. I have faced challenges like others. Why do people face the first thing that indicates that the devil is around is fear? A Christian woman marries two years, she's not given, and then fear starts setting. And somebody is proposing things that are unscriptural and you are buying into it because of fear. So it begins to give you direction. Ah, ah, ah. Are we not Christians also? You don't know what we are saying. You better help yourself. And statements like that, they bind people. How many Christian women have settled down for a man? They were too sure it was not God's will. Everybody said that you are 35. Time is going. You better think. You better think. You better think. But they that know their God. They will tell the people that, don't worry. I will invite you for the way. <laughs> you make a decree that you know what? As they are talking, instead of going to the room to cry, Say, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
In nine months' time, my wedding comes and I will invite you. Amen. Something when you talk like that, God will say, Mogbe or my Kobawa. Is that what God will say? Ah! Ah! See this girl. Oh, see me see trouble. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. But why is it that saints don't talk like that? And never let the devil have the last say. Once you use the name of Jesus, you are covered. If somebody hits you because of a moment, because of a, a, a something going on in your life that is not too good at the moment, you are believing God for a certain amount and looks like, and then somebody say that, tell the person, in the name of Jesus Christ, in three weeks, thou shalt come and you shall see. When you speak, angels will carry it. You know, the way some people are looking. <laughs> Hallelujah. You think those who are doing this are special? No. They just know things that you don't know. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. After this meeting, many people will command their money. And darkness will come to an end. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, whosoever sin. Whew. Wow. You know, it's amazing that the Lord is not putting a difference between us and himself. He started it when they brought that man, crippled man, or the paralytic man, and he said, said, thy sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees got angry. You see, you are the one who knows him now as Jesus, the living, the Christ. They, they only knew a capital son then. So to hear someone that made the furniture in your house yesterday, now saying today to someone that thy sins are forgiven. Ah! They said, who is this man? Are you God? You know, they have made that statement about I don't say anything when a Christian is talking, even when I don't understand. If he's trying to use Bible language, it cannot be wrong. I gave an example last week. If Christians in Nigeria were there, when Peter said to the crippled man, silver and gold I don't have, such as I am, what an infantry. Are you saying you now possess healing power? Yes! That was what I was saying. What is the meaning of I have? I don't have 15 naira. I don't have 1,000 naira, but I have 500. I have. It means that it's in my post. That was what Peter said. Look at him when he said, look on us. He didn't say, look on to God. Oh, God. <laughs> Religious mind, we hate this. Only that you cannot remove it from the Bible. Did Peter say so? Yes. Was Peter a man? Yes. But did he talk like that? Yes. If it was Jesus, now you would say, okay, a man didn't give back to him. But what about Peter? Peter that ran away, that denied Jesus before a little girl. Oh, I pray, can you start another dimension of Christianity from tonight? What is stopping you? Nothing. Your knowledge. This same guy had a record of denying Jesus before a little girl. But fast forward, the same Peter. What about the same you? <laughs> yesterday night, maybe yesterday night, you could not sleep alone in a dark room. Maybe you two have gone to visit a prophet. Help me to pray. Who shall I marry this one? But from tonight, because the entrance of his word, it gives light. And that light changes everything. Glory to God. Make no mistake about it. None of us was born strong. None was. We were not born strong. We started hearing words like this and it changed something in us. Oh, I used to be full. I mean, I told you before that in the night, as a young boy, the fear to go to toilets, I would take a bottle and urinate inside. Because 
<laughs> my parents' house, the first house, not the one they were living in, the one they were living before. The rooms were not ensued. So we had to go to one particular toilet. I mean, a three-bedroom flat with a toilet on one corner like that. And to go there in the night, after other things, I wouldn't stop watching the film. Bondage is powerful. You watch something, you're afraid. Then the following day, you go back to watch again. And then you watch again, and then you watch again. Amen. Hallelujah. So, but the word of God changes everything. When I started, as a secondary school, I started listening to a message like this. One night, they took light. I wanted to jump out of that. I said, no, I'm staying. Whatever will happen. And then there was a movement. I just said to myself, Satan, you can't, no, no, no trick. I will move. Let's see what will happen. And after about 40 minutes, nothing happened. I said, I've conquered this thing. Have you conquered the fear in your life? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Yes. Satan fears people he cannot intimidate. Some people still live in the fear of men, opinions of other people. When God wants to use you mightily, the first thing he delivers you from is opinions of men. You share the truth, you don't care whether people, I mean, opinion, it does not matter. They talk, it does not matter. When, when I, when I want to give my life to Christ in secondary school, it sounded crazy to all my friends. So the moment I said bye-bye to them, the fear of men and the, and the, the, the uh, looking for popular opinion for validation, it has left my life since 26, 27 years ago. It's gone. I can't think that way again. The Bible said the Lord is with us. What can man do to us? It doesn't matter. If God reveals to me that God is with and the whole world is going to, I will go with God. Because one with God is with majority. Yes, sir. Are you with me? Some still live in the fear of men. Fear of men. My parents will never call me on a Wednesday or a Sunday morning. They know we have service. Whatever must be said. And not because I am a married man, I have children now. It's been happening since I was secondary school. The day I, I went to fellowship and they told me to leave the house and they asked me to come back to the house. And from that day, what are you afraid of? There are some of you now that you have checked your phone during service now. May phone not become your God. Some cannot even give God one hour attention without looking through them. And since you've been looking, say, what have you gained from it? I have, I live very practical. I don't do what does not work. I've checked the phone from morning till evening. It has not brought me billions. So I'm now sitting down inside the chair. I'm checking again. And then you are praying. I don't pray around my phone. I honor God more than that. You are praying and you are checking your phone. Even the angel will just be like, as if the angel should give you a knock on your head. I look at this boy. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I am checking WhatsApp. I feel like I will call you back. I'm praying. You are talking to God. And you will not do that with governors. You will not do that with your MD. He's talking to you and you are checking your phone. That means you don't even have faith that God is with you. And is watching you. You believe it's fine in heaven. If Jesus appears to you physically, would you be doing some things? If he appears, you will not do certain things. Are you conscious that when he said, I am with you till forever, do you believe he actually said the truth? Ask my wife. I don't say I'm the only one in the car. If they ask me that you're the only one, I'll say me and God. Because I am not the only one. I have never been alone before. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, there will come a town of you forsake me. He said, I'll be. He said no, no, we stand there. I am not in the same. My father is with me. Have you come to, he said, I have said, Lord, I'm with you till the end of the age. Have you realized that that is with you? 
So when you walk into an office, you walk with that, that consciousness. And I told you about two weeks ago, in the school of the spirit, consciousness matters a lot. Are you conscious of the things that God's word has said? See, a Christian that is about to have an accident, but that is conscious of angelic presence, we escape. The one that is not, it's not that one pray for five hours in the morning. One is conscious. The consciousness means that you believe the invisible and in the school of the spirit, faith works. There is a separate too. Look, all of us are standing together in this hall now, but spiritually speaking, we might not be in this, on the same plane. Yes. Remember, the story of Elisha clearly shows that if you have read, when you read the Bible, pay attention to details. The servant was afraid because they were surrounded. He said, my master, what shall we do? The Bible said, when Elisha prayed for him, he said, God, open his eye that I may see. The Bible says, he saw chariots of fire and noise of fire around about Elisha. The Bible didn't say around about the two of them. That is the principle that rapture will fall. The Bible says two shall be in the field. One shall be taken and the other one shall be left. Two shall be on the bed. One shall be taken and the other one shall be left. So you, you will see two people on the same space. In the school of the spirit, there is a wide margin between the two of them. That's why I said, thou shalt not be afraid of arrows that fly by day. So in the midst of multitude, there is bullet flying, but angels can separate you. Glory to God. Are you with me? Did you hear what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. So Jesus now he said that sins are forgiven. Ah! As if that was not enough. Then as he was leaving the scene, he called the disciples, the same men that forsook him when he died. In 48 hours, they, they had gone back to fishing business. And Jesus looked at them. John 20, 21, Bible says, he breathed on them. He did like this. Mm. Receive the Holy Ghost. And he said, whosoever say you forgive. Ah. Peter would have been like, excuse me, sir. When you said to that paralytic man, when you said to that man that thy sins are forgiven, when you said his sins were forgiven, we thought we were making a statement beyond you. Now you are also telling us that we can determine. Haven't you read what the Bible says? Whatever you bind on earth, what will happen? Is it the other way around? That you can only bind on earth what we bind in heaven. The Bible says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Honestly speaking, when I worship, these are the things that bring tears down when I'm worshiping God. How could he trust us this much? How can God look at mortal men like us with all our errors and mistakes and say that you bind, then we also bind in heaven? It would have been not to say when we bind in heaven, then you can bind on us. But he said, whatever you bind. Then he said, whatever you lose on us. Ha. Do I mean if I truly believe that scripture, if I say to anybody in my family, in my office around me, who is in bondage, that be loose in Jesus' name, heaven must endorse it. You know, we have never believed all these things. We have been told. And this is why it makes Christianity look funny to people. We've been told. You see, I, I said to them on the island yesterday, thank God for scriptural union under which I got born again. And thank God, maybe because he understood that I will be of God sees everything, that I'll be taking this journey. Early in life, as soon as I got born again, I was surrounded. God just gave me Strong friends. SS1, GSS3 students, all of us in GS3, SS, we go to SS1. Guys will tell me that, you know, I prayed for three hours this morning. In my second week, we turned those school upside down. I remember the head girl came to me one day. 
said they will appoint 40 prefects. He said, I have prayed that nobody that is not born again will be a prefect. There was a boy that belonged to another. He was not, there was a boy that was not born again, and he was, I mean, so brilliant. He was an acting prefect. How they drop his name, I don't know. The end game. I mean, people were making statements with audacity. She's in Atlanta now, head girl then. That was what she just said. He said, I pray and I made a decree that it will be the kingdom of those who are born again. He said, out of 40 prefects, nobody will be a prefect that is not born again. And he said, I have spoken this and I believe God has endorsed and that was exactly what happened. Honestly speaking, I was the president then. I was scared. When she told me the name of that boy, one of the most brilliant in, in our set and one of the most, I mean, a fantastic boy, but was not a Christian. His name came to my heart. So how would they do it that they will meet this boy? Since already... Usually, the SS3 student, SS2, so they appoint prefect out of SS3 student. They will now make two or three SS2 students to be acting prefects. And usually, it will be like style boy or head boy later, a year after. This guy was already an artist. How they dropped him, honestly speaking. Whosoever shall say, secondary school, what have we lost in the body of Christ that now makes people to just want prophets? You know, people have, people have been there, but they've been to my office also. And when you don't, a few times, the Spirit of God will open my eyes. I've made it a point of duty. I try my best not to tell anybody if I ever see anything. Except I know those who can now do that. They will not be ruled by vision. When you talk to people that way, they lose their faith and become, they want a, another Babalao who will see for them. See who they should marry. See who they should not marry. See this one, see that one, see every now and then. You know how many young ladies who have joined this church who have told me their mom will take their name somewhere, that's not your husband, or that's not, this one is your husband. This one is your husband. One of our sisters here, that's what destroyed her cousin's life. The one that the pastor said should be her husband is the one who not only almost beat her to death, within two years of marriage, he found out that he had impregnated someone somewhere, but they are married, he had a child, and during the marriage, he had another child with another woman. And the, that, was, that was the will of God that the, the prophet saw. Why do people, why, why do people go for it? Because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Which one of the word of God? And I've told you before, if you hate Bible study, you are qualified to be deceived and to pay for the deception. When they are sharing the word, you are aware. You like concerts. Hallelujah. Hey. Tatania will be with us in January. So he's, he's been, I mean, he has been with us about four times now. I love people, but Pastor Paul has been there about four times. We love, we love you. Mark and was there on Sunday. Fantastic. But let the word of God, anywhere they are teaching the word, give attention to the word. You yourself take your Bible and study. See, so I said, let me end with it. Are, are, you, are you with me today? Yes, Have you heard me today? Yes, Still talking about making degree. God just decided not to let Balaam say those wrong words. It turned into blessing. And everything Balaam said came to pass. At the end, that spirit of divination came upon him. The last parable, he said, I shall yet see him, but not now. I shall behold him, not now. He said, there is rising a star out of Jesus. That time, it was no more the spirit of God. God. The Bible said that he did not go to God again. It was sorcery. There is a thin line between Christianity. At times, if you are not careful... Spirituality can lead to occultism if you are not guided by the word of God. Are you with me? When you start, if you have a prophetic gift, when you start hearing voices, 
if you don't judge it by the word of God. The Holy Spirit can speak to you 15 times. The 16 times Satan can speak to you. Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Thou art Peter, the son of God. He said, Who, am I? Who do men say I am? Jesus, Peter said, Thou art Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, Blessed are thou by Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Next minute, Jesus said, I am going to Jerusalem to die. Peter took him and said, This shall not happen. And Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. In five minutes, both the Holy Spirit and Satan occupies Peter in five minutes. This is why no matter what any mortal man says, and it's the level, no matter how much he has achieved, even in the kingdom of God, everything he says must also be scrutinized through the eye of the scripture. I get what I'm saying. That is very, very important. A man of God can get it right 30 times. The 31st, he can get it wrong. And it will lead a lot of people astray, except to look at the word of God. I know what God will forgive him if he's done, not done intentionally. But a lot of people would have fallen for that. When Billy William Bram thought so well, he did more miracles than any other man of God in South Africa. The South Africa that time became the most healthy city. Not because of medical advancement, because of the ministry of one man of God. I'm trusting God for that kind of grace. I mean, the, the, the whole nation was healed up by one man. But he ended up teaching that women are seed of the serpents. And his descendants, his disciples still believe it up to today. One drop of hydrochloric acid in a pure water can kill, can destroy man, can do damage. Just one drop. It's true. So this is why a New Testament, no matter what, you have to know the Bible for yourself. You will be taught, you will be blessed, you will be prayed for by people and everything, but the most important thing is what you do for yourself. Because we all have access to the Father now. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are to equip the saints so that the saints will do the work of the ministry. You know what? I'm not supposed to do the work of the ministry. I'm supposed to train you to do the work of the ministry. If you are listening to me day in, day out, and you cannot win a soul, you have a serious problem. The reason for the training is for you to do the work of the ministry. You know, the issue with many of you is this, or many people, you have never experimented what God can do through you. Why don't you make a move? I want to ask many of you, for in the last one month, how many people have laid their hands on the sick? You don't even try because you just believe that you are not a pastor. That thinking must go. When mom comes from, calls from the house that something is going to tell mommy that mommy don't worry, I'm going to pray right now and things will change. Say, mommy, shall we pray? If you start operating like that, great things will start happening through you. Don't say my husband, what happened? Let's go and see pastor. Say, husband, that happened in the place of work, sit down. Here comes your wife, a woman of God. Woo! <laughs> say, I'm going to pray with you right now. And whatever I say will come to pass. Angels will start whistling. They are happy. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of the folks among us who have never gone out to do all these things, you are the most powerful, but you have never tried. Can you get up and obey God? When you get to office tomorrow, can you minister to somebody? Yeah. They asked this man about that. When did he do it for the first time? He said he was a beggar. He made sure there was nobody around. So he told the beggar, in Jesus' name, get up. And the guy got, got up. He ran away. <laughs> he goes, he didn't say it. No, like, really? Can you? See, it will start with different people in different ways. But God will honor your desire to start. Can you start? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Everything that it takes to construct the world around you is in your mouth. He said, by faith, we understood that the words were framed by the words of God. So that things, ah, 
I think we'll get there also. Let's just read. I, I will close now. That is just... Uh, <laughs> let's just take a, a little peep into what we'll be discussing on Sunday. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yesterday, as the airline service was ended, the anointing of the will, I, I had to stop myself because the Lord started calling out cases. Word of knowledge was just flowing. We didn't plan it. It's amazing the way the Lord works. Yesterday in the morning, I went to uh, get a new passport because my, my passport expires very soon. And they said I, I went there by 10 to capture. So I thought it would be long. It took me just about 15 minutes and I left. So I didn't want to come back to mainland again and go back to the island for the evening service. So honestly, I was everything I wanted to do on the island, I was, all the things I've been postponing, so I did everything. So by the time it was evening service, sincerely speaking, I did not really pray. Except that I prayed early in the morning, I didn't pray. Normally, I would have stayed somewhere to spend time to pray. I didn't pray. And I was in trial for over two hours. I was as tired as anything. So when the meeting was ending and the power of God began to move, I just said, God is awesome. Thank God. He is not limited to our strengths. Yes, Jesus did his own work. He conquered sickness. He conquered death. We cannot add anything to resurrection. We can only believe in it. It's not a call not to pray. Um, you, you understand? But don't, don't, don't condemn yourself because they ask you to fast are enough and now there is a demon challenging you and you are thinking because I did not fast I might not be able to do anything. Jesus said in my name you shall cast out demons. He did not say after seven days of fasting. And on the judgment day we stand a chance of being guilty of adding to the word of God. Why are we adding to it? Are you with me? Is somebody with me? Praise the Lord. Oh, let's read Hebrews 11 and then let's close. Is it wonderful tonight? Praise the Lord. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. He's my Lord. He's, I don't like saying friend. <laughs> but then he's your friend. Anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for by it the elders obtain a good reward. Verse 3, true faith. Shout that was say true faith. true faith. We understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So that the things which were not, things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Oh, glory to God. Ah. So I can speak capital. And it will appear. The things that are seen, they didn't come from what was visible. They came from the word of God. The Bible said the word that you see, they were chiseled. That's the word there. By the word of God. So God framed the earth by saying something. You are going to frame, shape, reshape your life by what you say. Glory to God. So, we will get there on Sunday. How do I know what to say? For Balaam. So, for Ezekiel. He said, Shall, can this dry bone live? He said, thou knowest. He said, prophesy. God did not touch the bones until Ezekiel spoke. He told Ezekiel that. And he said, I prophesied as I was commanded. How do I know what to say? Because you are not going to say anything. Remember, I told you on Sunday. It's a spirit to spirit. A word you speak to the invisible realm from your mind might not work. It is a word that comes from your spirit. So that's why Ezekiel said, I prophesied as I was commanded. In the case of Balaam, 
He never said anything until he laid sacrifices on seven altars. So I have power to forgive and to retain sin. Oh, Lord Jesus. This is funny. Jesus even said we can retain sin against a city. What? How? Apostle Paul said we shall judge angels. These are strong words. What did these people know that the church is here to know? We shall judge angels and some are worshipping angels. We shall judge angels. In the scheme of things, God first, man next, angel third. Angels are not superior to a New Testament Christian. What to have, angel desire to look into it was not given to them. Hallelujah. Not to talk of demons. Greater is it that is in us. Glory to God. Lift up your right hand or your seat and say, in the name of Jesus Christ. No mountain can stand before me. In the name of Jesus. Shall we rise? If you need to make it, I will we'll do that in two or three minutes. I will share the grace. When it comes to making declaration, don't say it silently. Decrees are not made silently. Nobody's listening to you anyway. Speak loud. If there is a war before you that has to come down, if there is something you want to command to come, here comes the chance right now. Where the word of a king is, there is power. The power of God is in this place. Make a bold declaration. I'm not saying you should pray. Be specific with your word. Picture the mountain. Picture what you need to come. And speak directly. Obey Jesus. Whosoever shall say to this mountain. So call the mountain by name. And address it. Say your mountain of whatever. Call the name. Say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command you to be uprooted to your roots. Be removed and be thrown into the sea. And I will see you no more. Somebody speak. You can address up to three, four things. When you are through with speaking, just begin to pray in tongues loud. Remember, I'm not saying you should pray to God. This is time to address mountains. You have allowed them to stay for too long. Which Red Sea is standing before you? Which Pharaoh, which Egypt, proving to be stubborn? There is a name of Jesus. And at the mention of his name, every issue bar obtains in heaven. It does not matter the rules of the matter. I speak with authority.
Lord Jesus. Oh, things are turning. Things are turning. We worship you, we give you praise. In one minute, can you speak about 2020? Please be specific. Stand on that word, Genesis 3.19, WhatsApp 2.19, whatever name Adam called them, that was their name, Genesis 2.19. Can you say something about 2019? Personalize it. My year of God's goodness and mercy. My year of restoration. I say the power of God at work. I say the glory of God at work in 2020 a year of progress like never before my mouth is filled with the songs of praise in 2020 blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory to your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we bless your name for tonight. Thank you for your word. And thank you for the presence of your spirit. We walk in the light of that which you have heard tonight. By your grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.